Welcome back to Moms in Baseball. This is episode 91, and I'm Stephanie. And I'm Diana. Today, we're talking about our college camps part two. In our previous episode, we had our special guest, Lisa Messi, and she talked about how her son, Drew Messi, was a verbal commit um, based on a lot of those college camps that they went to. They did not attend a lot of those showcase events in baseball um, <laughs> tournaments that we see all on online and asking you to come and do measurables and things like that. But she did have one huge uh, college camp that we wanted to learn a little bit more about, and that would be the big Vanderbilt University camp. So welcome, Lisa. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, thank you so much for coming back for the third time now. We appreciate it. <laughs> this is fun. We have to meet in person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think this officially makes Lisa our most veteran guest outside of maybe like our husbands. Yes, that is true. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Sorry, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, she's our go-to baseball mom. This is This is wonderful. So, Lisa, why don't you start by telling us, when was this camp and kind of what made it Drew want to go besides the whole fact of everybody loves Vanderbilt? <laughs> everybody wants to go to Vanderbilt, right? Well, uh-huh. so my, a friend of my daughter's actually runs track for them. So he knew, he knows Madison and he was like, I, I'd love to look, of course, everyone knows Tim Corbin, the head coach, and mm-hmm. he's just such a great guy. And so we, I signed him up for this before like our entire summer had filled up. And I don't think he was as excited as it started rolling around. It was July 11th through the 15th. And I think he was starting to kind of wear down a little bit. We had been playing since January. And, you know, so mid-July, hottest part of the year. But he ended up having a great time. This camp, I mean, so Tim Corbin has a military background, if if you don't know that about him. And it's very obvious. (laughs) It's very obvious in his approach at this camp. So mm. first of all, I'll tell you, it was a $500 camp. I think it was $500 okay. for the entire week. And I, this camp runs from nine, like you have to be there at eight 30 in the morning and it goes till seven 45 PM. Oh my God. Wow. Seriously. <laughs> they feed you lunch. They feed you snacks. They f- feed you dinner. This is a bargain. I mean, just first off it, to get your bang for your buck. Now I stayed in, we stayed in the holiday Inn on campus, which mm-hmm. was so close. It's walking distance and we didn't walk. We did drive, but we, we, <laughs> you know, you could park right there, right by the facility. There was an indoor facility. There were outdoor facilities and you rotated through this whole campus, which was so great because you got oh. a feel for the campus. Right. And so, you know, so I guess the hotel, let's say it, it was probably another, um, to stay on campus, but it was wonderful. Mm -hmm. Like seriously, it was so close and so convenient. And it it allowed me to see what of the camp I could see. There's parts of it. I think the only part that was really hard to watch was the pitching portion, just because they were at a, in a part of the facility that you couldn't really get to. Mm -hmm. So were you there then like this whole time? I was, I stayed the whole week. Um, (laughs) <laughs> and I, I did. It was, I mean, I will admit I did go back to the hotel once and take a nap. It was really lovely. <laughs> it was really lovely. I bet. But there were 300 kids there. So I, in wow. preparation for this interview, I had written, I had made some notes and I said, oh, there's probably 150 kids. Well, I started printing off like this schedule. And then I started looking at the metrics that they had sent us and I mm-hmm. counted the kids 
and there were about 300 <laughs> I love that you did that, though. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> I know. Look at this dedication to research. But I couldn't believe I was that far off. Like, how soon? Yeah. <laughs> but, but they divided. You're like, only 150. I mean, oh 300. <laughs> but they, because they divided them up into teams of, like, about 15 kids, and then they divided them again into the American League and the National League. And okay. every team had a name. Like, Drew was a pirate. And he was in the National League, or wait, was he in the American League? I don't remember. And um, he, they would play against each other, and they would do all of this scrimmaging. But the day would start every day with a a conversation from Tim Corbin. It was a lesson of the day. And it sometimes would go 30 minutes. People were recording the whole darn thing. I did not do that. One time it was just, he brushed his teeth in front of everyone. What? <laughs> he did. <laughs> I mean, he's a character and his I, what, one of the things I loved was his wife is his partner. Like she partnered in this camp and oh. she it was really interesting. And because my husband and I do the same thing, I liked watching this duo. She was such a compliment to the program and to the camp. She was a huge part of it. And he appreciated her. She appreciated him. It was just a little a side note that the kids probably didn't notice, but us parents noticed it. But every day he would give a lesson of the day. And it was about being on time or about taking care of your teeth or make your bed every day. Just little things that would that would grow into a lesson. Yeah. And just about how your health is so important and your health starts with your teeth. And I mean, none of us knew where he was going with this, but it was so funny. <laughs> Were like parents wanting to laugh? Like, what was the... <laughs> <laughs> what was the attitude like when he was brushing his teeth and everyone was just kind of we sitting there watching looking around and <laughs> I had a feeling I had a feeling it was about health because I know that your mouth determines your health your mouth dictates your health so I kind of had a feeling it was about that but he's just such a character and so it just didn't surprise me and he had a timer and this is how long he brushed his teeth and I I this guy's not just saying that I guarantee you that's how his day, his <laughs> yeah. day is run yep. after seeing this camp. So we would, we got this, this, uh, schedule. And I mean, there were, they would divide you up and you for 14 and 15 year old boys to know where to be. It was a lot. They were constantly moving around campus. It was, he was exhausted. Oh, we I had know. another a, a set of friends who went and they kept wanting to go to dinner. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like we're done. 745 at night, we're finished. <laughs> but you, they played games against each other. They um, did fundamentals. They had a hitting period, pitching period if you were a pitcher. They had a speed coach who pulled Drew. What I'm telling you, see, the speed stood out. <laughs> or the lack of. Aww. He pulled Drew and worked with Drew. He pulled like 10 kids out and we stayed an extra hour and he, we videoed him and he texted me a couple times on form and it was just so helpful. Just Oh, nice. A amazing group of people. The students were there. There were some students there. Um, there was a girl named Amy Elkis. I wish she would hear this. She ran all of it and she just did an amazing job, like making sure the food was there and all of that running all. I don't know how she did it. Keeping track of everything that everyone needed and making sure these kids were all in the right place at the right time. On Friday, it was a half day, which was great because they were exhausted. But d throughout the camp, they sent us live video. We got video of our kids. Okay. Um, they sent us um, exit velo, 60-yard dash times, pop times for catchers, velo for pitchers. All of these metrics were sent out. 
which I love. So mm-hmm. I know Stephanie, you had asked about like coach feedback. There was the only feedback was if they were interested in you, I think. And, you know, we, we had some conversations and you could tell just by the, the conversations that he was having in the camp, like which kids were catching his eye. Like it was, uh, a really, okay. I was there almost all day, every day. And I watched as much as I could and just catching the nuances and you could see who he had relationships with already. And you could just pick up on some really good things. It, it is, I would recommend it for anybody. It is a commitment. Um, you know, your kid's not living in a dorm, so you're there too. But mm-hmm. I mean, there are way worse places to hang out for a week. <laughs> True. So Lisa, um, your son Drew is a class of 2026. So he did this camp between eighth and ninth grade. And you kind of just said there, and that's what I wanted to have you kind of clarify. Obviously, we know your son is a heck of a player because he just verbally committed to a D1 school. Um, but w- I mean, would you recommend it for like only certain age levels or only certain like maybe skill levels? Or do you think it would really be valuable for a large group of kids? I think it's probably more valuable for a, a more skilled player. Mm-hmm. It, it's pretty demanding. And there were, I mean, a lot of kids want to play for Vanderbilt. So I felt like some of the kids that maybe weren't performing as much, maybe felt a little out of place or I'd, maybe it wasn't as good of an, an experience for them mm-hmm. where the kids that were really shining and really like used to being in that environment seemed to seem to fit in more. And that's just an observation that um, there were some really talented kids there. I mean, the best of the best. And they mixed these teams up. You know, Drew was the only freshman on his team. He was the youngest player on his team. And, you know, he's used to sometimes having the, you know, the best of ever, you know, throwing the hardest and nobody else plays shortstop when he plays on a team or goes to a camp or and is in a group. But he didn't always get to be where he wanted to be. But that was a good it was a good um, experience for him because he just, that just made him more determined to show them that he could play against this senior. He could, he could be a better shortstop than that junior. And so he ended up getting to play in, in his position, but they did a very good job of making sure everybody got equal time. Everyone got to play and everybody, I mean, it was, and even if you didn't, you wouldn't have won. Like you probably were happy for that break. (laughs) because (laughs) It was, I mean, there was, very little downtime at all right and it it drew said wow i mean we moved around a lot and i just thought it was, it, it was really good for him to see so that. what were the age groups at this camp so i think the the youngest was the incoming freshman okay so i think it was yeah it was eighth grade to 12th i believe but i okay. think that freshmen i don't think there were any actual eighth graders i think it was the summer after eighth grade for most of them okay Okay. and and there were not a lot of those of that age there were less of that age group we knew we happened to know two other families there but i mean he met just just and also we know we have not touched on this the friendships that are made at those Mm -hmm. camps i mean look stephanie look at you and i and just the connections you make and that there's such a family out there in baseball and this is how you get to know them mm-hmm. sticking with the same exact same players and not getting out of your state and not, you know, putting your kid in those situations where they have to make friends with 12, 13 other strangers, you're doing them a disservice. It's such, right. there's so much more to it than this. And when people say there's more to baseball than just baseball, that's to me, that is one of the biggest things Yes, is Drew can go get thrown on a team 
and know somebody. Mm -hmm. And then he goes to Vanderbilt camp and the guy on his Vanderbilt team knew one of the kids he had played on the Canes team in in Arizona and they were best friends and they're all texting. And now they're, you know, the connections that are made (laughs) as, as this sport starts to dwindle and meaning, meaning the kids who play it dwindle. Right. Mm -hmm. As they, as our kids start to get older, it's good. Everyone's going to know each other. Right. Right. You know, Drew, Drew knew that there were kids committing on Keegan's team, but I didn't know that he, cause he follows, he and Keegan follow each other and he knows the team. So I love that that it makes this world feel a little bit smaller. And then if you did have questions, uh, you could pick your, pick the phone up and call somebody that isn't in your state. That isn't, you know, getting their opinion on something isn't going to affect your relationships at school. It's an outside opinion. Somebody that doesn't have skin in the game with your kid, but that's right. going to be honest with you. Right. I mean, I, I bounce a lot of things off Stephanie. Yeah. I yes. <laughs> And vice versa. Absolutely. I mean, right. Absolutely. If I'm frustrated, I don't want to go to somebody that I have to, that, that it's going to ask me about it 20 times every day. You know, mm-hmm. unfortunately people who you, you know, have met several times get that. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Okay. So we, we kind of covered the Vanderbilt university camp. Um, you had mentioned Lisa in our previous episode that Drew had done. Um, a few other camps as well, as well as doing like college showcase type tournaments with his team. So he was getting exposure that way. And right. S- Stephanie, I know Keegan is on a new team and they have yep. done a few. It looks like you're calling them college day workouts. So yes. I wondered if you wanted to share just a little bit about that and what that's like. Yep. Uh, we So, of course, it was during fall. Um, and his team is the Midwest Canes. So they're centered in Indianapolis. So, which I just realized just, just a little while ago, but, um, Midwest people, when you talk about distance, we always measure it in time. In hours, like not miles. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Is that, that a Michigan like, thing or a Midwest thing? Know. Yeah. Maybe it's, maybe it's just a Michigan thing. <laughs> no, we're it's like, it's, it's Midwest. Okay. It's like, we say it's five hours away. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of saying like, yeah, how many miles? And I was like, oh my God, I never realized that. Yeah. If you told me how many miles away it was, I would just stare at you like, how long does it take? I have no idea what that means. (laughs) (laughs) That is so true. I say, can't tell you how many times people are like, well, wait a minute. How how long does it take you to get to Louisville? I'm like, Uh four hours, four hours. Yep. eight hours to Alabama, you know, it's it, two hours to Mizzou. It's, you know, uh-huh. get the fly to UNC. It, it was interesting that I don't think anyone I spoke with talked about miles. Oh, good. It was right. Hours. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it's just a Midwest thing. Like that's how you I relate it. it. That's how I would like, what time do I have to leave to get there? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. You're doing that backwards yeah. math. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So yes, these were like college day workouts. Um, they were free to the Canes players and they went to one of the stops was University of Cincinnati. Um, and the ages were 20, the 2025, 2026 and 2027. Sometimes they had the 2024s. It was a one day event, usually on a Sunday. It was the whole college coaching staff was there. The head coach was giving direct feedback, throwing BP, all of that. They did infield, outfield work, BP, and then they did simulated games. So it probably was like a three to five hour event. Um, And then they also went to the Indiana University, which was really cool as well. Some of the coaches knew Keegan by name, which was nice and kind of shocking. But it was just a very cool experience and Keegan really liked it. Do you feel like the coaches were actively looking 
at players at these college workouts, Stephanie? Yes, because I mean, so this happened September to October. And then just like Lisa said, we've had four commits already um, that all just happened kind of just recently. And one was to Indiana University. One was to Notre Dame. One was to Kansas, I think, uh, the University of Kansas. And I forgot what the other one was. But yes, so yes, I think, yes, these people, the coaches were looking at some of the team members. And now it was like, you know, there were some older kids, the 2027s, the 2026s, um, and 25. So there was different age ranges that they were looking at. And so just like Drew, if you were in the right place and they caught your eye, you know, magic happens. (laughs) True. So I'm just going to wrap this up with, uh, for most, I would imagine for most of our listeners, they are not on a team where you have your freshmen, your class of 2026 kids verbally committing. And that's what we've been talking about a lot the last two episodes. Mm -hmm. So I have your all backs. And (laughs) (laughs) I... So I'm going to talk super briefly and give a little shout out to the Elma College. They're a Division three school in Michigan camp. That's the one camp my child has attended. It was in the fall. It was $25. It was oh, like it was like a four or five hour camp. You got a t-shirt. It was like a nice like performance wicking t-shirt too. I was like, what did this money even go to? I'm not sure. I feel the like, shirt. Yeah, right I feel to the like shirt. it was a wash. <laughs> <laughs> I think they had like 50 kids there and it was like a really good experience. My kid had a great time. Um, my husband stayed and watched and he said it was like a very familiar style workout that you would see like a pro style workout that the kids were very familiar with from tryouts and showcases. So it was really well done. The coaches and the players were out there working with the kids. He had a moment to get just a tiny bit of feedback from like, I I don't know if he got feedback from the coach or not, but at least from some of the players and um, yeah, it was a really good experience. And so even if you don't feel like your, your, your kids at the level to go to like a D one power school camp and maybe you know, clinch a verbal offer at the end of it, it's, there's still a lot of valuable things you can get from these other camps from smaller schools. And for my son, it was a chance to go see like, um, like you had mentioned in the previous episode, Lisa, about like, how do you feel about this school? How do you feel about the field? What do you think about the coach and the players? Because you have a chance to chat with them. And um, I think that we'll be doing a lot more college camps, probably a lot fewer showcases. um, Because again, I have a child that's going to show more in gameplay than he will in measurables, but we're getting there. He's a late bloomer. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I feel like that's us. I mean, our coaches yeah. said that to us that we're, we think Drew's got the upside and he's a late bloomer. And, and that's kind of, I think what they're all counting on is right. that he's, you know, and that's why we were so laid back about this, right? We just were not, and we, there's so much time. You don't need to be in a hurry. Absolutely. You know, if you're, there's no reason to rush unless your kid is telling you he really wants to do this. Right. Right. And, and and I think that exactly what you did was, was how we approached the Mizzou camp. And that's how this all started. Like it was, it Mm -hmm. was like that for us too. Mm -hmm. So, so buckle up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see how this goes, but. That Vanderbilt University uh, camp, that sounds very interesting. I, I feel like it takes a special kind of player to want to go play that much baseball. Um, uh-huh. But that, that's interesting to know that's what it is, kind of going into it. And I think to your point, $500, that's an awful lot of money for a college camp. But wow, if you break it down based on what Ooh. they get out of it, um, 
Sounds like it was and a good food. return. And the and food. The food. The right, food absolutely. I didn't have to worry about feeding my child. And like, I was like, okay, I'm, I need to scope out the subways and I need to figure out where I'm right. going to get this. I didn't have to do any of that the whole time. Right. And so, except breakfast. And so, because we try to eat decent on the road, it, it's, it is a chore and it's expensive. And so right. the fact that we were able to, that was taken off of our plate. I was so grateful to, to them for doing that. And it was, it was Tim Corbin's wife and, and this Amy Elkis, and I'm not sure of her position, but she ran the whole thing. And that was such a relief. Absolutely. That is nice. Well, thank you again for joining us, Lisa. If we forgot to mention anything or if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to her um, on our Facebook group. She is a member there as well. Parents in baseball. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I guess I should mention it. Yeah. (laughs) But thank you, Lisa, for coming on again. We totally appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you, guys. It was so good to speak with you again. Yeah, You as well. You too. Bye-bye. In the meantime, you can keep up with us on Facebook and Instagram at Moms in Baseball. You can also listen to our episodes on our Moms in Baseball Facebook page. Feel free to join our Facebook group, Parents in Baseball. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your friends. We would love to hear from you, especially Diana. Until then, have fun at the field. (laughs) We'll see you next time.